And we're back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here from ISFF, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, and on radio stations worldwide, and on Croc Community Radio, where you also will hear this show and a number of great shows, so go ahead and check it out there as well. Plus also as well, Go ahead and check out the Domination Sports Nation. Speaking of great shows that you need to check out, go ahead and check out this latest episode of the Domination Sports Nation. Dominic and Chris Sardieri cover the world of sports like no one else. That's the Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I will tell you what, it's, is there a mash unit? I feel like I need to get some blood, blood transfusions, uh, bandages, uh, you know, crutches, wheelchairs whole bunch of stuff that's going on because we are getting into NFL week six and the injuries, especially to some of my teams, are really starting to mount up. And here today to talk about that, plus what's going on in the league, are two awesome panelists indeed. My fellow hosts, first up, it is the guy behind, along with his son, Dominic Lardieri. It is Chris Lardieri from Domination Sports Nation. Chris, great to have you here. I, it seems like a broken record, but my condolences yet again on the New York Giants. That is becoming close to a fire sale at this point in time, or maybe it's just a dumpster fire per se. <laughs> Your thoughts before we get really into it with what's going on with the New York Giants. There's there's not much to say, and I appreciate the condolences, but you're probably going to have to I'm do this. I'm giving you last rites. Yeah, I think you can wait until after Sunday, then it'll be official. Once once sure? the Bills, okay. Bills will plow through them Sunday night, and that'll be the end of it. And then the New York okay. media will start circling like vultures, uh, you know, as the the Jets kind of keep their head above more water. They need someone to pick on in New York, and it'll be the Giants, and deservedly so. Um, Daniel but Jones. Caleb for, Williams. How would Caleb Williams oh, look in a New York Giants jersey? He he looked great. Uh, you got May. You got any number of quarterbacks out there. They're already saying this is going to be a deep draft, potentially five in the first round, if not high in the first round. So yeah, this is the year to tank that. for Are a quarterback. Are they going to be good? Well, I, I mean, there was a lot of skepticism this year. And, and look, uh, you've got C.J. Stroud panned out uh, so far, it looks like. Anthony Richardson can't stay healthy, but when he's on the field, he looks good. So you just – you never know. But um, Bryce Young can't stay upright. Yeah, and, and you know what? The concern with him was his size going in, but we could we could do a whole segment on that. But, you know, when, when they say there are this many quarterbacks – that already this early in the college season look NFL ready that that's a rarity you know you got to think back to 1983 2004 I don't know if it'll pan out like that but in sheer volume it sounds like there'll be a number of opportunities for the Giants that there will be my friend especially looking more and more like they will have the selection very high up in the draft but also here today Good man indeed. It's the man-man from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to stop on by and talk some fantasy football and football in general. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Uh, Raiders fan that you are. The Raiders slid by by the skin of their teeth. So they're two and three. Not the most confident two and three in the world, but hey, they're still in the thick of things out here in Vegas. They better win the next two games. You got the Patriots and the Bears. That's their season hinges on these next two weeks, Gerald. Oh, you mean the high octane Patriots offense of the past two games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> zero, zero, at zero. Well, Bill although Belichick... Justin Fields looked pretty darn good this past weekend, I regret dropping him now, like I did earlier in the season. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of they people wouldn't start him probably, but yeah. He looked Fair enough. Good. Yeah, I, yeah. He looked he looked like the Justin Fields that I had drafted in the original first place instead of the, the guy <laughs> that was just stinking it up the first three four weeks of the season. So it's good to see him back on the mound. So hopefully people will go ahead and look into starting him on your team unless you've got a really good quarterback like I do already that has been playing well throughout the season. But yeah, if you've got Justin Fields or maybe possibly, how about this, Chris? looking to go ahead and utilize him in a trade after a really good week. Maybe now's the time to start looking at it because with the injuries mounting up everywhere, as I told you before I went on the show, people are starting to think trade in all the leagues that are out there. 
Absolutely. I'm starting to see an uptick in the leagues we're in and now would be the time to trade fields. You know, maybe he's got one more good week in him against the Vikings coming up here, but after that uh, proceed with caution. So uh, I agree. Now's the time to dump him. He had a phenomenal game. We were the beneficiaries of him throwing almost exclusively to DJ Moore. Thank you for 45 points and thank you, Justin Fields. But yeah, again, we went through this last week and every week. Sell high, buy low. Yes, absolutely. So definitely looking forward to seeing if that's going to be the case and we'll continue to see progression from Justin Fields. I'm not 100% buying in on it, but we'll see. Maybe it's, it's a direction the coaching staff have finally tried to figure things out and best utilize for Justin Fields. Your thoughts, Magic Man. Do you think this Justin Fields we've seen is now for real? And the one that was drafted or most likely by people like me drafted higher than not? Or do you think that Justin Fields, the early part of the season, is the way that it's going to matriculate back to for a good portion of the season? Uh, I'd say if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably pick the the latter rather than the former. Okay. Um, I think he's, he's been able to use his legs a lot to bail himself out of uh, hassles. Um, I'm not confident in their offensive line to hold up. Uh, I mean, my God, Dan, uh, Danelle Hunter leads the league in tackles for loss, Gerald. So it may be a, a brutal week upcoming for the Bears line. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri from Domination Sports Nation. The Magic Man, Sean Grice from the Lakers Fast Break. And me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. You can always send your questions in on waiver wire pickups, lineup changes, trades, and more. Right there for you at isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on Twitter. I will say though, Chris, the changes in the lineups for most of these teams that are out there, including mine, are going to be necessary. And I wish I would just love to say right now that it was just because of bye weeks. Uh-uh. In my case, for my teams, I've been hit hard with the injury bug. And I know a lot of other people have as well with some really frontline players and some real big surprises also getting now on the injured list. Yeah, I'm not immune either. Justin Jefferson in one league, Khalil Herbert in another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at uh, even down the running back depth chart, James Connor, who was off to a nice start in Arizona, hurt. Uh, it was a brutal week in the NFL this Devon week. Devon Yeah, the... Uh, the man who runs at what twenty two miles an hour, I think it was. Uh, yeah. he, he's out. So uh, I guess he's got Giants a ten did... yard average, I think. Yeah, the Giants did something. They contained. Uh, they contained him this week, but that was just because he got hurt. But uh, no, the... no, he only yeah. averaged fifteen yards. Yeah, like, so per carry this past weekend. Exactly. So, um, I, like we were talking about before we came on air, uh, a busy day with waiver wires for my respective teams. And I know you did the same and that's really all you can do at this point. You know, we're, we've been throwing a couple trade offers out there. You can't always get what you want as a stone said, but you could at least try. Right. So there's always that option. Uh, like you said, uh, in a lot of these apps, there's automatically a trade analyzer built in. If not, you Google it. There's so many of them. It makes me wish I started a trade analyzer website years ago. Yes, absolutely, because you'd be making some money now just on the advertising alone. But if you have Yahoo Magic Man, Yahoo Fantasy Football, it does have an automatically trade automatic trade analyzer if you choose to use that. Because I'll give an example: the first place team in Chris and our leagues, one of one of the leagues that we're in, uh, he sent me a proposal, and I was thinking, eh, that trade's not really in my liking but how bad is it so i just clicked on the evaluation trade and it gives you a points as far as for or against plus or minus evaluator over the course of the next available weeks which would be now to week 17 and it gives you an astral statistical point value of how much you'd be down or similar to what the trade evaluator is that that you know the trade machine on ESPN that's now become so famous. It tells you plus or minus wins there. This one tells you plus or minus in points. Yeah, it didn't work out for me so well, so I rejected the trade. So, But I will say that these tools are helpful, and I would advise anybody playing fantasy football out there to utilize them wisely. 
Yes, 100%. Please, uh, if you have the available tools, use them. Don't rush to accept a trade unless you absolutely know it's legit. And using those tra trade evaluators help quite a bit, doesn't it? Gerald, yes, it does. And Gerald, just uh, out of curiosity, what was the trade? Well, I'll tell you what, and I Chris heard this before, but uh, I will tell you it was uh, the first place team in our league, undefeated team, actually went and uh, proposed to trade for me, knowing I need running backs because I, all my running backs are injured at this point in time, seemingly. So he went after one of my best wide receivers. So he was asking for Devontae Adams and Kyron Williams. Devontae Adams, the wide receiver from the Raiders, your Raiders, and Kyron Williams out of the Rams, a running back. He was trading, and let me go ahead to his roster right now when it comes to it. Yeah, it was a very interesting trade indeed. But yeah, he was looking to trade, get this, in exchange, Chris Godwin and Alvin Kamara. And when it came out, all I did was have to click on the evaluation trade to tell you, and it gave, me, gave it three seconds to go, you are crazy if you accept this trade is pretty much what it came down to. Is that, it actually said that in bold letters. You are absolutely nuts if you absolutely accept this trade. So, of course, I rejected it. I gave him a proposal back, and I evaluate, put it on the evaluation trade machine, and it gave out a very reasonable, actually still favored him, but by a slimmest of margins, and it gave both of us a positive rating going forward for the rest of the season. But he rejected that as well. So you just can't win. And that's it. See, that's the thing, Chris. You're always looking to win the trade. I get that. And everybody wants to be a GM. But if you're going to offer people trades that you think people are stupid on the other end, especially in paying leaks, that's, you know, this is not just the average Joe that works in marketing, at, you know, doing the office pool league that may not even look at his team or just see a big name and just go, yeah, Alvin Kamara, oh, yeah, he's an all-pro. He was an all-pro years ago. He's not the same player he is now. He's just coming off an injury as well. You got to understand, especially in these paying leagues, people are investing money, so they're investing time and research into this, Chris. They got to understand, you got to come at us with something a lot better than that. That's right. You're not going to sell your house for a depressed price. And then on top of all that, Gerald, let's not forget – then your bad trade gets talked about on a widely popular fantasy football podcast. Yeah, absolutely. This is indeed correct. <laughs> Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Slardieri along with Magic Man Sean Grice and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Some uh, trades, and this is what I love about our audience right here. You can always go ahead, isfantasyfootball.yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter, but we always love it in the chat room right here at ISFF. We'll always love it indeed. So. Let me go ahead and tell you, Sean, you get first dibs on this. Let me hear your thoughts. Fletcher Cox said, I just traded Waddle and Christian Watson for Puka. What do you think? Mm. And remember, who just came back to the lineup as well, although Puka did score a touchdown in the last uh, weekend's game. Mm -hmm. I think that might be short-term short -term pain, long-term gain there, Gerald. Okay. Well, how Thank so? You. I think it might hurt the the next uh, couple weeks, but because uh, uh, Waddell was just coming off uh, an injury as well, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of uh, Watson in fantasy. I don't. I, I'd rather move off him, and Puka is a better option. So, if it was a one for one, that'd be a, I'd feel better about it short and long term. But I think it'll be good for him in the long term. Your thoughts on that, Chris? Uh, Fletcher Cox, again, I just traded Waddle and Christian Watson for Puka. What do you think? I like Puka. I've got him in a league, but uh, you're giving up Waddle and Watson with the way the Packers' offense looked so miserable last night against the Raiders. I mean, there's got to be some upside to Watson. Uh, look at, the, look at the bright side. They scored at least more than the Patriots. No, oh, that's true. And the Giants, but you know, it was a defensive touchdown, so that doesn't count. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's fairly even. Me personally, I think uh, you're selling Waddle a little low. But you know, judging by what's been going on with the Dolphins' offense, do they keep up that pace? I'm not quite sure. They're going to keep running the ball. If anything, I think that might take touches away from Waddle. So I think you can Are go you either sure way with on the this. Are you sure that they're going to focus as much on the running game? 
I think they will. I mean, they've got, not that he's great, but they've got Jeff Wilson, who Mike McDaniel knows and loves from his San Francisco days as, as the backup to Mostert. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue. I mean, he's like this mad scientist right now, setting records for most yards to start a season. Um, but, but by the same token, you just don't know. I mean, it all hinges on Tua, and that's just a, a major X factor. It's a tremendous gamble. Yeah, he's stayed upright this year. He hasn't gotten hit. He hasn't turned the ball over, but you just never know. We're only in week six. But uh, regardless, I am I am high on both Waddle and Puka, so I could take it or leave it. But, yeah, my only thought is uh, I, I still feel in my gut that Waddle's got some upside. Andrew Guyman says, would you all trade Kelsey and Collins for Mike Evans and Kamara? Your thoughts? We just got finished talking about Kamara. He has come back for the injury. He's starting to get more touches. I will give him that, uh, you know, but the statistics, again, for my trade didn't work out. That doesn't mean him and Mike Evans, even though they are big names, and that's obviously the first thing that you see, Magic Man, is the big names involved there. They could still possibly have good seasons now that they both are coming back from injuries and whatnot. Your thoughts on trading Kelsey and Collins for Mike Evans and Kamara. Not this week. I think, uh, I think um, Baker Mayfield is going to be eating a lot of dirt and he won't have time to find Mike Evans with Aiden Hutchinson uh, running around after him drilled. I don't think that's a good trade this week. I tell you though, what about down the road? Let's say you take the short-term loss, but a long-term gain, like you talked about before, would you still consider it? Yes. Yes. Okay. In so if you terms, get it, you're, yes. you're getting so if you're getting it, you're getting it for the rest of the season as opposed to what it looks now. Right. I, I'm I would consider that trade. I I would consider that trade. Evans has done when he's been in the lineup, has been done has done very well for me, Chris. Your thoughts on that trade? Is it something you would lean more into? If it all depends to me on Kamara. If you believe Kamara is going to be anywhere near the Kamara of old and get the kind of touches like he did this past weekend, then it might look like a better trade. Uh, I, I would agree. I would lean into it. I think you're buying both Evans and Kamara, especially low. Uh, and then two with Kelsey. I know he's great. I know he's Mahomes prime option. I know when he plays, he gets a touchdown, but let's face it for part of that game this past Sunday, he scared everyone with his high ankle sprain. That's, Injury number two right now, so you've got to be concerned uh, long-term about Kelsey's prognosis. I'm not uh, a predictor by any means, but uh, maybe these injuries will hamper him between the knee and the ankle. We'll see, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, truly looking forward to seeing what's going to go on. Uh, again, I have Mike Evans uh, in a couple leagues, so I'm hopefully things will pan out. So I'm, I'm a big believer that Mike Evans still has uh, you know tread left on the tires as he Goes out and Baker Mayfield has been somewhat of a surprise as far as throwing him the ball. So we'll see what happens there. Ricky B has a question about, uh, I want to hit you up with Sean. Should he stash JSN, Downs, or Rishi as a late season breakout? Mm. Good question. That is a good question. I'd go with Downs, personally. I, I would stash Downs as a late season breakout candidate. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I was reading a lot about him today, and regardless whether it's Minshew or Richardson, uh, I think he's starting to emerge with the Colts, and uh, it's he's going to take targets away from Michael Pittman. Well, that's true. Good point. Excellent point indeed. So you have it right there, Ricky B. You could see uh, some real signs. Uh, I was kind of high on Marvin Mims Jr. for a little while. I saw some, you know, good signs, but then again, this past weekend was kind of rough for him. It fumbled the ball, and you know, starting to show some rookie signs. But and they still haven't paid enough attention to him to really justify keeping him on your roster. I still think the kid at some point in time could break out because he's electrifying. He's one of those electrifying for good and for bad. So be warned. It could be a point where it reminds me a little bit of Reggie Bush could go off for a hundred yards or a, like a 50 yard run and then could fumble the ball in that very next play. Yeah. hundred percent Gerald. That's a great, that's a great analogy. I agree. <laughs> we may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me so all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or InsideSportsFF on Twitter. But guys, uh, I want to ask you a question. It's NFL Week 6. The season is going by real quickly, guys. It just zooms, seems to zoom on by. Chris, when it comes to fantasy matchups for this weekend, of course, the injuries we talked about, uh, Devonna Kane also talked about, uh, you know, of course, Justin Jefferson and uh, Khalil Herbert. You know, there's still others that are on the shelf as well. Uh, the quarterback situation for a lot of teams is, is kind of tenuous as well. But I mean, your situation in New York took a pretty hard hit, especially on the neck for him uh so i don't know if he's going to be able to come back for for this week's game your thoughts on some fantasy football matchups you think would be good and tantalizing for fantasy football owners out there i think the chargers cowboys game is interesting chargers come off a bye and with the way the cowboys got shellacked on sunday night football against the 49ers i think these are both two offenses with something to prove um, I, I think you've got guys in, on either side of uh, those offensive line of scrimmage. You play your guys there. And then, too, I think uh, an interesting matchup is the Lions and Buccaneers. I know the Bucks defense has been playing well. They are off last week on bye, but they shut down the Saints the week before. But this Lions team just keeps rolling along, whether Amon Ross St. Brown is in the lineup catching passes or not. Like we've alluded to, Jared Goff looks like the Goff of the first Super Bowl run for the Rams. So uh, I think you start your Lions as well. And uh, you know, is Amon Ross St. Brown good to come back because he was out this past weekend? That that I don't know. I haven't checked today. But even if he doesn't, I mean, when you've got guys like Craig Reynolds scoring touchdowns, you know your offense is humming along. So I, I say stay the course. Craig with any or Josh lines. Reynolds? Uh, uh, Craig, the running back. Oh, okay, because Josh Josh is the wide receiver. Yeah, I could be botching his last name, but I know his name's Craig. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, yeah. too many uh, too many names for this middle aged man to remember. No worries, no worries. Because yeah, Josh Reynolds is someone who's been on the waiver wires, but also has done uh, kind of good, kind of interesting. There, Sean, your thoughts on the Detroit Lions? Uh, is what you're seeing real or imaginary? I think it's real because. Golf started playing well again last season, and he's just carrying it over. And he's got enough skill players. I really think that really helps him out, my friend. Yeah, Gerald. Um, you know, for God's sakes, uh, Gerald, I can't stand watching the Iowa Hawkeyes football team based on Kurt Ferentz's archaic offense from like the <laughs> 1920s. But somehow, some way, he just produces tight ends. It's a tight end factory there. Uh, George Kittle, uh, Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson, and now uh, Sam Sam Laporta. Uh, Laporta's <laughs> been been kind of Goff's secret weapon, Gerald. I mean, Dan Campbell and and Goff use him all over the line. Uh, he's a, as Chris alluded to. He's a great blocker. He's a great pass catcher. Um, I think they're for real, man. I really do. Um, I think you know they might they might be missing. I think they need better guard play if they want to take the next step. But I mean that offense, like Chris has said, is humming. Like I wouldn't, I'd keep I'd keep going on the heater with this offense. What By the way, Gerald, it is it is Craig Reynolds. Uh, oh, Wikipedia Reynolds. confirmed. Okay. Yeah, he is a running back. Why, why do Detroit I think he's Josh Reynolds? Because he's he's there too. Yeah. So yeah. I did a double take when I saw him score the other day. I was like, did they mean Josh? But no, they've. They got a running back with the same last name, so they're really because Josh, uh, Josh was the one that stood that stepped up when yeah. Amon Rossi Brown out. Of the yeah, game. so he was getting more targets exactly. But yeah, Craig Craig had to get in the end zone too to make it a Reynolds wrap, right? There you go, a Reynolds wrap indeed. <laughs> uh, but once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Truly appreciate you joining us, Magic Man. Are there any 
matchups you're looking at for this weekend for fantasy football owners? Yeah, Gerald. Um, I take the San Francisco defense this week. Um, Which I have, but a couple of my teams. Yeah, I, I know it. the The line makes it look like the Browns are a home dog, but uh, to be quite honest, the, I'd expect it to be a little bit higher because San Francisco just put a meat grinder to a a, a pretty a pretty good rush defense in the Cowboys, and now Cleveland's got a similar good rush defense. But I just think San Francisco is gonna gonna run all over them, Gerald, and I don't think their offense stands a prayer against that vaunted 49ers defense. Couple great suggestions, indeed. But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and one player, one rookie, we have neglected to mention, and that's my been my fault because I've been so, I guess, infatuated with the play of C.J. Stroud, and everybody's been on C.J. Stroud as far as him reviving Houston Texans football single-handedly seemingly as far as if what you hear is true. And I got, I got sucked into the hype and he's played very well indeed. But the one name as far as a rookie who could top even him from an offensive standpoint, Chris is down at Atlanta and Bijan Robinson. I don't know if it's quiet or not so quiet, but he has not been in the name. He's not been in the news. He's not been in the headlines, but he has amassed a great rookie season so far and has become already a top five, possibly top five NFL running back fantasy football wise in the league. Yeah. And remember going back to our draft previews, people were uh, just beside themselves hearing that B John was getting drafted as high as number five. And it's looking like that's warranted. I know Dom has him on a, uh, team in his league so he's happy with him uh the guy the guy looks to be as good as advertised and i think what's underrated is his pass catching ability and i think that's only going to continue to evolve because let's face it uh separate of last week when desmond ritter showed some flashes and kept the kyle pitts of the world happy um he's going to look to dump off and Bijan is a guy that can really move when he receives the ball out of the backfield and um honestly Joe, i think it's a function because he plays he plays at the Falcons, you know, they're not a, uh, they're not a national team, a household name per se, not much is expected about them. Some would say they're a boring team, but I think it's more a function of that than his talent. So when you see Bijan Robinson, Sean, what are your thoughts? Because again, the running back position has been devalued over the course of years, but he was a very high draft pick. He was very well sought after, after his, uh, his great season at Texas, your thoughts on Bijan Robinson, can he sustain this barring injury over the long haul for the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, yes, Gerald. And, and there's only one answer for it. And that's Arthur Smith comes from a, a couple of systems where he, the, the running back is almost the cog of your offense. So I, I, I can't add anything more than what uh, the great Chris just said about uh, Robinson. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's a, it's a means to an end. As Chris was saying, like people might have been surprised that Robinson was taken so high. They shouldn't. Um, you know, he's multifaceted, very versatile. And uh, my God, Gerald, Texas could have used him last Saturday when they uh, uh, in the, the Red, Red River, River. Ri- in the Red River rivalry. Well, again, they did though do one up Alabama. So (laughs) you and I talked about this. It's a beauty pageant. It's always a beauty pageant for college football. And they, with one loss, Chris and Sean are far better loved and appreciated. And same with Alabama than someone. It's a team like USC, which has barely squeaked out. It's under undefeated record and has a horrible defense. And I do not expect them to be around much longer at the top of the food chain. So I think that right now, you know, Texas is still in the thick of things, despite its loss. But we'll see, though, with Oklahoma. And, if you know, as long as Oklahoma keeps playing well, that'll still make Texas look good. But, guys, before we head on out, I do have a question from Francisco Castro. He has a 10-team, two-fix, Lawrence, Pollard, Walker, Jefferson, St. Brown, Laporta, Debo, McLaurin. He's thinking of training St. Brown, for Olav and Kyron Williams and trading Walker for Justin Herbert and Puka. Ooh, your thoughts on this guys, because Justin Herbert's going to be out for a little while. Uh, Kyron Williams has done pretty good for the Rams, but St. Brown has been in and out of the lineup. 
there's some things to think about. Chris, I'm going to start with you first. When you hear that, as far as who he has and what he's thinking of trading for, your thoughts on that, my friend. If you can get Herbert Hurt or not and Puka in a trade for Walker, I make it. That's that's just my two cents right there. That's what initially sticks out to me. And uh, and and props to you for having a uh, having assembled a nice team with a lot of talent. So you've got the luxury of being able to hypothetically trade a Walker or a St. Brown. Absolutely, Sean. Any uh, two cents you want to put in on this one too? Take the Puka and Herbert trade. Leave yeah. St. Brown. Yeah. Say Brown is going to be tough because, again, you're going to get great results from him. But the problem is, is he going to be able to stay in the lineup? We've already seen that he's been out of the lineup already. Uh, we'll see if he comes back. But he has just been a great part of that Detroit Lions offense. So there you go. I would go with the Herbert and Puka myself. Uh, Puka is going to be really good short-term returns. But as soon as Cooper Cup really starts getting – well, he already got 100 yards. Cooper Cup did. So – you know, they're still able to go ahead and feed the ball around Stafford can to both Puka and Cup. So I think that's still a pretty good equation right there for you. But before we head on out, my friend, a last bit of a word of advice. And before we head to the do- woof, 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 the doghouse, want to go ahead and ask you real quick, Magic Man, when it comes to the advice that we have NFL week six, the rosters for as far as the waiver wires are kind of depleted. The injuries are starting to mount up for a lot of teams, including ours here at Fantasy Inside Sports Fantasy Football on more than one of my teams. Your thoughts and the best advice you can give for either trading or waiver wires. Your thoughts on how you approach this when you are playing fantasy football. You know what, Gerald? This week with all the injuries, is I think it's take a chance. Okay. Take a chance. Either pick somebody up. You know who who may not be uh, may not be an eye catcher on the waiver wire or somebody on your bench who you think might be might be given an opportunity to have a big week because yeah, like you said, it's slim pickings up there. That it is, my friend. Chris, any advice? Uh, again, six weeks into the season, injuries starting to mount up, and there's not many options to go at least on a cheap way to go for your team. You have to echo Magic Man's sentiments. Um, you've got to take flyers. And then, two, um, you've really got to go out there and look at, at guys. Let's say, like, you, you put in claims for uh, Rashawn Johnson's uh, likely heir apparent to Khalil Herbert in Chicago, and he's gone. Well, you've got to stack your priorities, and th- your waiver priorities, and think, or right, I've got to get someone else. Maybe I go get a Jeff Wilson. Is he going to start? I don't know. I don't know how long A-Chain's going to be out, but – you need to stash someone with a lack of running back depth in the league right now. Same thing goes for receivers. I mean, Dom and I got Puka in week one. I was amazed that we did, but apparently some people just kind of thought he was a, a one-hit wonder, a flash in the pan. You may need to reach and get guys like that because they may have value here the rest of the season. Another thing, too, if you if you play in a league where you've got a, multiple flexes or you've got a flex that includes a, a tight end as we get into bye weeks, too, not just the injuries, um, I happen to see some – tight ends uh, still out there in a, in a league I'm in right now. I don't necessarily need them. I'm happy with my tight end, but um, you know, maybe pick up someone who's starting to trend upwards. Um, I wouldn't advocate this. I'm kind of bitter from having them last year, but one of the tight ends I saw out there is Kyle Pitts and it looks like he's ramping up again. So, you know, maybe plug them in in a flex position. You can kind of play that wide receiver role if you've got injuries at that position. But my friends, it's been a great episode. Thank you. Appreciate that. But before we head on out, Wanted to go ahead and check out what's going on out in front, out on the lawn. Before we get the mail, you know it's that time. Got to head over. The dog is looking kind of uh, sad because he's not getting enough attention. So we got to go over and lean over and pet him. Maybe feed him and give him some water every now and then. It's that time again. Woof, woof, woof. Time to head over to the doghouse. Magic Man, who you got for NFL Week 6 in the doghouse today? Actually, surprisingly, even though I just talked about the, the Browns and 49ers, uh, I'd take Cleveland, Gerald, as a, as a home dog. Well, I, I think uh, I think the score will be uh, very close. Um, right now, I believe the over-under is less than 40, which I would jump all over. Um, it looks like it's just going to be a defensive fight between those two. Chris, who you got for the woof-woof-woof? 
the doghouse this week. Yeah, I, I was a great pick. I was leaning towards that, especially when I saw the weather forecast. Supposedly it's going to rain a lot there in Cleveland this weekend, but who knows? But don't underestimate the Browns' defense, so I, I agree with that. I'm going to take the other home dog out there. It's the Houston Texans getting two and a half against the Saints. Are the Saints really that good? I don't think so. I mean, the Buccaneers shut them down two weeks ago, and the Patriots might even be more pathetic than my beloved Giants. But uh, you know, lots of two and a halves and one and a halves coming out of Vegas lately, Gerald. Uh, you got to tell your neighbors over there. I take issue with that. It's getting very frustrating. I'll I don't let know them what. Know. Please, next time you roll into a sports book. But uh, I digress. Uh, I, I think the Texans will win this outright. You know, I'd like it to be three, three and a half. But, you know, as they say, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, I think the Stroud showed some real moxie driving late in the game to go up on the Falcons last week. And then the Texans defense just finally decided to be porous at the end of the game. And young Waku beat him with a field goal. But I like the effort. I think they've got some good momentum. And I think they win this game outright in Houston. Oh, I was going to ask Chris, do you, would you put a prop bet on C.J. Stroud actually throwing his first interception against the Saints? Yeah, you know, if you were to go by the, the contrarian wisdom that's popular these days, they keep talking about it. They're hammering it home not only on Red Zone but on the game telecast. So, yeah, he's due. Why not? Uh, I thought you were going to say for Rookie of the Year, but that's even better. What kind of odds have you seen on that? Pretty good, actually. Just pull it up here. All right. Well, again, uh, for me, I'm just going to tell you the one I would uh, choose as far as the underdog is also a home dog, the Bears against the Vikings. Uh, they're plus three. I'd say that if you have the Justin Fields you had last weekend, and you, I would ride him for as long as you can because we don't know when this uh, merry-go-round is going to end. Is it going to be the merry-go-round that was the beginning of the season or it's going to be the merry-go-round of this past weekend? I'd say at home, take the Bears and the points. I think I like that. Uh, I like it. The, the Viking season is on the brink, and uh, should they lose again, the, the calls to trade Kirk Cousins will get louder and louder. That it will. That it will. Uh, super. Uh, while you check on those stats uh, that you were looking for, Sean, uh, Super C&B Challengers just got offered Bijan, Aaron Jones, and DK for Diggs, CD, and Drake London PPR. What are your thoughts on that, Sean? Uh, Bijan, Aaron Jones, DK for Dick, CD, and Drake. I'd take that trade. Some reason Aaron Jones just recently suffered a setback, Gerald. I thought he was going to be ready to run all over the Raiders. Porous Rusty, but uh, they held him out. That 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 might be something that, that could linger long term. So I'd avoid. There you go. Your thoughts, Chris? Bijan, Aaron Jones, and DK for Dick, CD, and Drake London? Yeah, I'd, I'd take it in a heartbeat for for uh, especially for Bijan. I mean, we lamented him earlier in the show, but uh, I think the the guys you're giving up, um, they seem to be so hit or miss, and I think you're getting more consistency in return too. But to to Sean's point, yeah, Jones will at least have the bye week, but he's got to be the guy in Green Bay if they're going to have success uh, as an AJ Dillon owner. He's not the answer. Last thing I want to go ahead and touch on, although Magic Man, did you ever look up the stats for for Chris on that? Uh, it looks like it's mi at minus one thirty seven on his uh, INT prop bet this week. Not bad. It's only it's only going to get a worse payout from there. So you may as well get in while you can and uh, hope for a tip pass or something fluky, right? Absolutely. Uh, also, want to go mention Super CMB is also mentioning what is JJ's trade value right now because he got offered him and i would give away james cook and addison uh, with him on the shelf for four weeks because he's been on put on the list uh you know your guess is as good as mine i mean for the back end of the season if you want to make a playoff run i mean for a team that are, that's interested that can put him on ice that'd be great to go ahead and get him because of what you can get on the back end but do you have enough talent right now to go ahead and do so? Sean and Chris, uh, I'll start with you, Sean, your thoughts. Yeah, Gerald, uh, um, you know, Jordan Addison seems to have a nose for the end zone. I'd be very hesitant to just flippantly uh, trade him away or, or d dismiss the, the value there. However, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking at overall, I, I, I guess you could talk yourself in, into that, but I, I, Personally, I, I wouldn't right now. 
That's just me. Chris, any thoughts yeah. on that? We got more questions coming in as well. It's great to see. As a Jefferson owner, here's where I'm concerned. Uh, does the hamstring linger throughout the season? I like the logic. You know, you buy low, and if he's back and you've got him for your you know, late season and playoff push and you got a steal. The other thing, too, which someone brought up today, uh, one of the talking heads, uh, he's looking for a contract. Does he not rush back, or do the Vikings take their sweet time with him, knowing this is, for all intents and purposes, a lost season? That's the other thing you've got to worry about. Gavin Magrin says, I have Herbert, Kyrie, A. Jones, Puka, Chase, Cup, Riley, Ayuk, and Flowers. Ingram, I just traded Puka for Pollard one for one. How did I do? John, he did pretty, sense okay. Pretty good. Pretty Chris, good. Uh, I think he did pretty good. Chris, you agree? Yeah, I like it. I, I have both guys actually on the same team, and you're you're selling Puka high. Uh, he's going to get points, but not like he did the first four weeks. And uh, I think you're buying Pollard low, and long term, he's going to have more value for your team. Josh is asking. He's rating. He's asking us to rate his team. First off, he's asking a couple questions, and it's great to see. Always ask your questions. We're always happy to help. Uh, rate his twenty-man team: Russ, JT, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, K. Met, Atwell. Also have Jamison on the bench. Your thoughts, my friend? Oh, twenty-man PPR team. Wow, that's first thing that blew me away. It's twenty-man PPR team. Uh, uh, Chris, I'll start off with you, my friend. Your thoughts on that? I like your team and definitely uh, hold on to Atwell. I know there's uh, he, he got another touchdown this past weekend. There's a lot of noise out there with cutback that, uh, you know, he's not going to have much value, but Sean McVay, regardless of who the wide receiver three is, he likes throwing to him. And uh, this kind of slipped under the radar today. The Rams traded away Van Jefferson to the Falcons. So I think that only bodes well for, for uh, Atwell going forward. Sean, what are your thoughts? I like it, especially the fact he can have Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think Christian Kirk is solid, uh, but Atwell, like you said, what Chris, I agree with Chris on that. Your thoughts, my friend. I think it's a pretty good team. Yeah, it is a pretty good team. Plus, K-Met is the actual uh, Darren, healthy Darren Waller. So <laughs> I thought everybody would like that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good team. He also asked a question here, uh, Magic Man. I'll put it back to you. Also currently trying to trade Atwell and Gerald Everett for Jacoby Myers since the other guy really needs a tight end. Well, we just talked about Atwell. Just talked about uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris is already shaking his head no. No, and I don't I, I don't like Myers either, so I'm yeah. sure Sean's got plenty of thoughts on that. Yes. Go ahead. Your thoughts, my friend. I'm not, I'm not loving this either. I would I would say no, personally. Avoid, 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 avoid. Keep yes. Atwell and move as far away from Jacoby Myers as possible. Uh, Jairs from Twitch is asking, what's a realistic player he could trade Jefferson for now that he's on iron? Let's hear your thoughts, guys, on this. It's a hamstring, so it may is be. It so so he's just, is he just looking for a blue chip for blue chip then? Well, I don't think he'll get blue chip for blue chip. So what could he get in return? Could he get some volume depth? which right now in an injury field year could be something he sorely needs. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. You I would look to depth. I would not yeah. say you're not going to get, get a blue chipper for blue, blue chipper. chipper. No, I think you would, you would get depth. I think you would have to go ahead and, and get like one for two, one for three, as far as, you know, two your schlubs alongside uh, Jefferson for three really strong players that could help out your depth. They may not be, the star players like Jefferson, but they're guys that can get you 12 to 15 points is what I'd be looking right. for. Right. And G Gerald, there's a, there's a sneaky pick, uh, Amari Di Mercado, the, mm -hmm. uh, the backup in Arizona that uh, he's actually, he's really good. He's capable of very explosive plays. You know, if you could trade Je Jefferson for him and say, Oh, I don't know, maybe a Zach Ertz, you know, that, that, that might, that might be worth your time there. Um, Ertz is still a valuable tight end in the red zone. I, I mean, just basically for me, if you're looking for a, a blue chipper to blue chipper, you're not, it's not going to happen for a guy that's going to be on IR and maybe even longer based on the hamstring, Chris. It's mm -hmm. just for me right now, depth. Yeah. I mean, if you could pull it off and get three guys in return, that's great. But if you're going to get two, you want uh, two guys that you're going to be able to start in your lineup every week. They're not going to be superstars, but they're going to be steady, steady guys, whether wide receiver two or three or running back two, whatever the case is. And uh, props to Sean, you know, this morning 
before the caffeine kicked in, looking through all these waiver write-ups. And I see that name, Dee Mercado. Why is it so familiar? Why is it so familiar? Well, he was that running back at TCU that ran all over the field in uh, in Glendale, Arizona last January over Michigan. And I, I think he likes playing on that field. And I echo Sean's sentiments. I think uh, it's a nice sleeper running back if you're looking for someone. And last but not least, the last question I have on the list is back from Josh. What about Burks and Everett for Myers? Your thoughts on that, Sean? That's not bad. Um, I, 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 it d- depends on what your, what your goal is for that. Like your, your real goal. If, if it's just w- a weak return, I, I guess go for it. But I wouldn't do that long term personally. Again, I, I think, um, well, my, 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 like the eye test might say Myers is a, is a pretty good fantasy pickup. He's very streaky and uh, beyond streaky, by the way. And uh, I just, I would avoid him in any trade right now. Chris, any thoughts on that, my friend, to add in? Yeah, I'd stay away. I mean, I'm skeptical of Burks, but I feel like he's got more upside than Myers. And then uh, I know you're looking to get rid of Everett, but I, I guess on the bright side, he's past his bye week, right? So at least, you know, uh, barring injury, he's going to start every week. Well, there you go. There you have it. Some great thoughts. Uh, Thank you to everybody in the chat. Some excellent questions and comments. Truly cannot thank you enough for doing so. Truly appreciate it. Uh, Again, please check out our show. If you don't see it on YouTube here or Facebook, go ahead and always check it out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also check it out on, of course, our good friend, Buddy Gold, out there at Croc Community Radio, where you'll find Domination Sports Nation, I tell every people, everybody all the time about Pop Culture Cosmos and the Lakers fast break. Everybody knows about that coming from me. But, Chris, what's coming up for you guys? What has happened recently on the Domination Sports Nation? Well, our latest episode dropped today, as a matter of fact. And we discuss, of all things, some baseball, uh, the baseball playoffs. Wow. Here. And, yeah, remember that sport? Uh, they've gotten real interested here in the in the divisional round. And, you know, I, I know Sean didn't take his eyes off that Raiders Packers game, but I did to watch the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. So uh, I, I found that far more compelling. The Braves Phillies game too was unbelievable. One of the, the the greatest endings to a playoff baseball game I've seen. I learned today that it was a uh, an eight five three double play, which hasn't been turned in Major League history. So we talk about that. We talk about uh, the surprise teams uh, in the in the not only the MLB postseason but in the NFL. It looks like we've got some contenders emerging. I know it's very early, but already it looks like uh, we're poised to see another 49ers-Eagles rematch coming out of the NFC some point in January. And then, too, we even touch on a lot of a little bit of college football. And I know, Gerald, at least you're a an objective USC fan. That was an atrocious performance against the Arizona Wildcats this past Saturday night. And uh, we preview the Oregon-Washington game and basically theorize if SC makes it undefeated by the time – they go up to Oregon in November. They're about to get annihilated. So a uh, little college football as well. Follow us on Instagram at Domination Sports Nation, on Twitter at Chris L Sports, and echo your sentiments. Like to thank Buddy for having our show on Crack Radio too, and for uh, Gerald giving his seal of approval north of the border. Absolutely great to have that show part of the Crock team and the Crock schedule. I will say, though, when it comes to USC, guys, uh, I'm very objective about them. I, I can tell their their defense has not improved at all. One iota uh, since last season and actually in many ways has gotten worse. And it's almost unfair, Sean. And I've said this to Chris before. It's almost unfair. Caleb Williams, who will be the number one draft choice, uh, obviously, already if he comes out and he will be coming out, I pretty much rest assured on that. It's almost unfair. He has to be fantastic when he's average you saw they went down 17 to nothing against Arizona it's just unfair to him that he has to be literally Heisman Trophy like every single play in order for the USC Trojans to stay ahead of the teams or even catch up to the teams because you saw him in order for them to win the game he absolutely had to go ahead and do something miraculous as far as that great run and the outstretch with his with the football in order to go ahead and actually get the two points necessary to win the game. It's almost unfair, Sean, to see that happening, but it just shows that next year when he finally comes into the NFL, he's going to be something special. He is going to be something special, Gerald, and uh, you know, it's a shame too because this year is wide open. 
yeah. in college football. It is. It really is. Um, I will say this. Uh, I don't think Lincoln Riley will ever win a national title, Gerald, with Alex Grinch as his defensive coordinator. Agreed. Um, Grinch, Grinch has gotten progressively worse. The Grinch has stole Christmas and he stole the defense too. <laughs> yeah. Although Gerald's right that they were terrible, they also created a lot of turnovers, which alleviated a lot of the issues. But Chris, you know, that only works ever so far, right? I mean, you can't really replicate uh, that kind of um, turnover production. So, I mean, it's back to the Grinch being the Grinch. Absolutely. You can't generate turnovers deliberately. Sometimes they're just fluky and come in streaks. But, you know, back to Riley, I mean, that's a knock on him. I mean, we know how great he is on the offensive side at getting quarterbacks to transfer and buy into his program. But uh, as a saying goes, defense wins championships. And if you're struggling in early October against a Pac-12 doormat like Arizona, good luck when you start playing the big boys. Good luck indeed. But speaking of good luck, wishing you out there and Chris and Sean a good luck with your fantasy teams this weekend. Hopefully you won't incur too many more injuries like we have out there. And hopefully everybody will enjoy their NFL Week 6. Looking forward to some great matchups. Hopefully you'll get a chance to go ahead and ask us some more questions. You can always do so. ISFantasyFootball.Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on but guys, great to have you here. Looking forward to a great NFL Week 6 this weekend. Wishing everybody the best of luck and wishing you that your teams come in very strongly right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.